is Camilla, and you're listening to the Cat's Whisker, a time machine for all those who love rock and roll and want to know everything about it. People, stories, and the music that changed the world. In a few words, it doesn't matter whether you've lived through those years or, just like me, you've always wondered what it was like. I have loads of stories to tell and great music to play. So, let's roll! Sex. Do I have your attention? Great. Sex, when it comes to rock and roll, seems to be everyone's favorite. Besides drugs, apparently. So I must advise you, as you can already imagine from the title, this episode will be quite explicit. And honestly, I can't wait to start. This is going to be a very different episode, but I'm very, very excited because for the first time I have a guest. Probably it's going to be the last time as well. And it's not just any guest. Since it would be cruel to keep such a juicy episode to myself, I'd like to introduce Liam Mannion, songwriter, musician, and most importantly, my boyfriend. Most important. Yeah, which one is your favorite job between all these? Uh, the middle one. Oh, you're <laughs> so disappointing, Liam. Well, when you say it's a job, that sounds a bit disappointing in itself, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Liam is also like um, proofreader and uh, producer and basically the person that gave me all the gear to do this podcast. I'm so, <clears throat> what? I'm alone. Um, excuse me? <laughs> so anyway, um, well, tell us about you for people that don't know who you are. So you are my boyfriend, which we established as your most important job. And most job, important. <laughs> being the key word. <laughs> exactly. How do you feel today about dressing up and literally just walking in your living room? Because... I want to say to all the people that are listening to us on Spotify that we are actually recording this episode because I'm going to sprinkle on my social media, which I hope you are following. You're going to sprinkle. I'm going to sprinkle. Yeah. It's very on... on that in, in, the <laughs> in theme with the episode? In theme, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, as I was saying, you have to follow me on social media to see all those uh, videos that we are um, filming right now. Uh, and again, I just want to point it out. Instagram is the Cat's Whisker podcast. On TikTok, I am just the Cat's Whisker. So I'm going to sprinkle a little... Just the Cat's Whisker or the Cat's Whisker. Oh, that's an interesting the, the, um, differentiation. The Cat's Whisker. By itself. By itself. Not just... It's just the Cat's Whisker, <laughs> but not just the Cat's Whisker. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, we're going to put some videos there, um, especially because I'm going to play some songs for the first time today to Liam. He's never heard these songs, I guess, even if Liam is a living rock and roll encyclopedia. He knows even more than I know, so he should really be doing this podcast instead of me. But um, well, tell us about you a little bit, just so that listeners know what to expect. So you are a musician, you play at the cavern. Yep. For legal reasons, that's as far as we, as we can go. <laughs> yeah, because this episode is going to be a bit racy. See what totally want. We don't want anybody's <laughs> curriculum to be ruined. Okay, so I'll ask you straight away, how many times people have asked you if you're a musician because you wanted girls and sex? Yeah, I think that's like a 
assumed thing. Like people just think that that's what you do it for. And do you do it for that? At the, yeah, now, but before I never used to do it. <laughs> that's what every girlfriend wants to hear, right? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, going back to the beginning, do you know where the sentence sex, drugs and rock and roll comes from? No, don't actually know. Is that a question from, to me or to the audience? For everyone. I didn't know it. And I found it quite interesting, maybe it's just me, <laughs> that we all know the expression. Yeah. <laughs> that we all know the expression, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But the context where it comes from is kind of unknown to some people, some people like us. We just literally advertised ourselves as like living rock and roll encyclopedias, and we don't know where it comes from. So, I mean. I think I said at the beginning of my podcast not to expect me to be professional and uh, that's really me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I know that you know it. <laughs> so it was actually quoted, it was actually written before 1977, but it's in 1977 where it actually becomes, you know, like a saying because of Ian Jury's song, Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll. And it's really fascinating to me that the saying kind of stuck more than the song. It's not, it's not surprising to me. <laughs> Nothing song. surprises him. That Nothing song, let's say no more about that song. <laughs> song is is a compliment for that song. Okay, let's, uh, let's just say this. Liam is very <clears throat> judgmental. <laughs> so that's why he's the perfect guest for this episode. But it sounded really interesting to me because, for example, in Italy, we have the same saying, sesso, droga e rock and roll, and it's obviously translated, but it actually shows that it just became bigger than the song itself, right? Yeah. Thank you for your precious contribution. <laughs> Let's get to the main point of this episode that we said is sex. And, uh, well, I should explain that. It's like sex. Explain sex. So explain <laughs> the point. You want me to explain sex to you? <laughs> yes. Oh, each time. <laughs> <laughs> well. It would help. Well, sometimes we tend to think that people back in the day were so prudish that any type of mention of sex wouldn't even cross artists' minds. I mean, the goal is to get published you know for your song to be released so why would you voluntarily try to find yourself in such a pickle first of all what type of censorship would you have encountered those days let me tell you my dear a fig leaf <laughs> no that was even before you know all right. yeah yeah that's even earlier but let me tell you the list of stuff that could and could not be aired was very very strict the BBC even prohibited all the songs where there was a mention of brands, even when it had nothing to do with the actual lyrics. Chuck Berry's song, Maybelline, for example. Make believe. Yeah, <laughs> which his granddad calls Make Believe. And uh, once you know it, you can't just sing it in any other way now. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean,. You Make believe have... why can't you be true. Exactly. I mean, that's perfect. Do we have a songwriter in the house besides you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that song talks about a girl, right? But the BBC decided to ban it anyway because of the makeup brand. Many songs, even years and years after the first release, would be blacklisted depending on the political climate. Boom, bang, a bang. 
by Lulu, for example, released in 1969, was banned in the early 90s when the Gulf War exploded. And the, t- and the song talks about a girl that just wants her lover to hold her tight. Apparently, they thought that someone was going to overthrow the nation just by hearing the words boom, bang, a bang. Strange times. <laughs> Strange times to be alive. Censorship would also go through religious scrutiny. If you were saying OG instead of oh God, cut throat. OG nope. means something else nowadays, doesn't it? What does it mean? I think it means original gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess that actually that would make it in today because Probably. everything makes it in today. But that's what she said. <laughs> exactly. But no, back in the day, no, that couldn't air. But probably the trickiest of them all was banning any lyric that was vaguely suggestive. And here we go. Let's talk about sex. Baby. (laughs) There are some very famous songs that actually make the cut without being banned, like Penny Lane. Can you guess which line could be suggestive in Penny Lane? I'll let you suggest it and see if it's the same one. <laughs> the fish and finger pie. Oh, right, that one. <laughs> oh, which one were you thinking about? Well, that's the one that I was thinking about. Yeah, but I suspect that it just worked because the Beatles were English. So maybe somebody thought, well, fish and finger pie. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd make a fish finger pie. <laughs> exactly. So that works. <laughs> <laughs> or squeeze box by the who? Yeah, I don't get that. Why well, that is suggestive. <laughs> Pete Townsend actually said that he doesn't get that either. Well, I'm glad to be in the same realms as Pete Townsend. Right, he said, my mum's got a squeeze box on her chest. Yeah, because that's where you had the squeeze box. <laughs> well, but the video, you know that they were supposed to actually do like a video of it, like a televised thing, where there were only naked girls playing an accordion. Why didn't they? <laughs> I know. They would have sold a million. <laughs> I know. Or again, Tutti Fruity by Little Richard that only managed to be recorded with a rewriting because the original lyrics were Tutti Fruity, good booty. If it don't fit, don't force it. You can grease it. Make it easy. <laughs> no, neither. <laughs> but that sounds a lot like what you would say. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean... <laughs> There's no need for imagina- imagination for that, you know. Although he, said, he calls himself Little Richard and then he said, if it don't fit, don't squeeze it. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Little Richard. Mm-hmm. Naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was ironically named, apparently. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like if I play it, like, <laughs> low. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you sell yourself low, it's always a surprise if it's better, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's what you did with me. I'm... Still disappointed. <laughs> But you would have been more disappointed <laughs> if I had sold it big. Fair enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sales marketing. <laughs> so I decided I wanted to start soft and foreplay my way to That's the best songs. That's how it usually songs. goes. Yeah, exactly. So I want to start with a list of songs that the BBC banned. And I really want to see you outraged. Okay, we ready to be outraged? outraged. Yeah, you have to be outraged like the BBC was. Are we ready? All right. Okay. First of all, George Formby. Yeah. That's, <laughs> an out, that's an outrage in itself in some circles. 
Did you know that some songs by George Formby have been banned because apparently contained saucy innuendos? I mean, they are actually very innuendo. Mmm. But I want to give a little context to people out there that, just like me, don't come from England, don't know where Wigan is, or simply don't mm. know much, <laughs> don't know much about ukulele or banjolele players. Because I have people that follow me for like from Australia and uh, America and I guess and Italy, obviously. Mm. And I guess <laughs> he's booing you. And I guess we should give them a little introduction to George Formby. How do you introduce George Formby? So I wrote something because I knew you would be speechless <laughs> about having to give an introduction to George Formby. So George Formby in a nutshell. He was a very famous artist in the 30s and 40s and he came from the north of England. Wigan, as we were saying, th that for many is probably a very obscure location. That's <laughs> but... one word for it. <laughs> exactly, it's been defined in many different ways. Um, but I'd say it's around 20 miles north of Liverpool. Yeah, that sounds about right. He played comical songs, appeared in movies, and actually became the highest paid entertainer in the UK in his times. He died in Preston in 1961 and was buried in... The most unheard of town in the UK. Which is also where you come from, exactly. Warrington. And the Beatles actually mentioned George Formby, right? Do you want to expand our knowledge with us? Well, George really liked him. George Harrison likes George Formby. <laughs> we... He even went to the convention in Blackpool at some point with oh, his yeah. son. Danny? Is that how you Danny. Danny, how do you pronounce it? Danny, it's weird. We just said that we're very good and knowledgeable people and we don't even know how to <laughs> I mean, ask me what van they used in 1961. I can tell you what colour <laughs> yeah. it was. Definitely, definitely. But why are we talking about him on an episode about sex? I don't. I mean, I don't even know why people would be confused, even. The ukulele and banjolele are like the sexiest instrument a man can play, according to Playboy magazine. When was that? <laughs> <laughs> <And> joking, oh. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Never know with this, with this podcast. Playboy in the 30s said, get yourself a banjolele. <laughs> the girls are going to be dying to sleep Well, I you. mean, there was a lot of people who wanted to see his stick of black pill rock and that's where we are actually going now there are actually two songs in particular that the bbc didn't like because thought they were very suggestive the first was with my little stick of blackpool rock again the underselling of himself but should we explain what the blackpool rock is for our oh, non-english yes, for followers? you uncultured swines <laughs> <aren't they? laughs> i promise we won't have to explain like everything here hopefully especially because there are some parts that are very explicit don't need any explanation but i can also confirm i've been through this process as well like i didn't know what blackpool rock was so let's start by saying where blackpool is in england <laughs> where the northwest of england and it's got a nickname right the first time you took me there you told me it's the Vegas of the North. <laughs> I mean, it's a very famous city in the north of England. 
it's not it's, a city, I don't think. It's okay. Fine. I don't even you know. To lead this. <laughs> I just think it's not a city. No, it's a town, isn't it? It's a town. Okay. So it's a very <laughs> famous town in the north of England. So famous people who live here don't even know if it's a town or a city. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I went to a very good school. <laughs> And it's very famous for its uh, big amusement park, Pleasure Beach. <laughs> <laughs> the most. <laughs> That's suggestive itself, right? It was also a very important holiday destination for its pristine beaches and. Uh, I mean, in the, in the Victorian times. I guess so. It must have been great. You know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, do you want to go to Seychelles? Nah, it's Blackpool. <laughs> Let's they go. wouldn't have even known what Seychelles was. <laughs> Fair enough. In fact, I don't know the name, but... <laughs> and as a souvenir, not only in Blackpool, but actually in many places in England I discovered, you can purchase this hard stick of candy called <coughs> Rock. <laughs> yes, Rock. <laughs> That's what we call it. So, he said, With my little stick of Blackpool Rock, along the promenade I go. Promenade. For the people that listen to me when I'm <laughs> normal. <laughs> when is that? <laughs> Every time I record an episode, then Liam has to listen to it. With I mean, me. you know it's bad if you've got someone from Warrington proofreading <laughs> or proofhearing. Liam, Liam has to basically <laughs> tell me if I pronounce something wrong uh, or if I said something in a, a way that shouldn't have been said. So he is my, literally my proofreader. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So let's go again. With my little stick of Blackpool rock along the promenade, I stroll. It may be sticky, but I never complain. It's nice to have a nibble at it now and again. Every day, forever I stray with kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it gets very sketchy. <laughs> kids all around the flock. No, no, all around me. Flock. Oh, <laughs> meaning they gather around <laughs> all around the flock. Just kids around the sheep flock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with my little stick of Blackpool Rock along the promenade, I stroll. In my pocket, it got stuck. I could tell, because when I pulled it out, <laughs> I pulled my shirt out as well. Every day, wherever I stray, the kids all around me flock. It's a theme here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Then it says, with my little stick of Blackpool Rock along the promenade stroll, in the ballroom I went dancing each night. No wonder every girl that danced was stuck to me tight. Every day, wherever I stray, the kids all around me flock. A fellow took my photograph, it costs one and three. I said, when it was done, is that supposed to be me? You've probably mucked it up. The only thing I can see is my little stick of Blackpool Rock. In his Did he have a hat on or something? All the time. <laughs> That's what happens when you eat Blackpool Rock. <laughs> it's it's like an aphrodisiac. <laughs> wow. Now, <laughs> the day after the podcast is produced, we're going to see like the sales, sales. <laughs> increase. Pensioners have bought Blackpool Rock. In. <laughs> it's better than Viagra. Oh, oh my god. That's a great lyrics, by the way. <laughs> it's actually so suggestive. Yeah. It's almost unbelievable. Well, yeah, definitely. So, what do we think? Well, the BBC was actually quite right to buy him to find that. I mean... Yeah, because it gave him, like, a status then, you know. 
Like imagine. Ooh, naughty boy. Actually, I read, did, all like, imagine the... I read all of this on an article that was called The Wigan Naughty Boy. Well, I mean, I mean that's, that's not a great <laughs> name to be called. No. <laughs> Sounds like a certain You're going to be like violent. the New York Naughty Boy, the Tokyo Naughty Any Boy. Any kind of Naughty Boy isn't good <laughs> for your image. But that gave him like what you would call a rock and roll image. Like young people. Imagine it at that time. That's like Led Zeppelin, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> young people were like, it's banned, you know? Anything that gets banned is like a stupid thing for the BBC to do because it just makes that a thing than like what everybody wants to hear. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like when you are a kid and your parents tell you not to do something and you want to do it even more. Yeah, like, don't marry an Italian. Like, <laughs> I haven't married you. Oh, God. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> So, but there's another incriminated song. Did you know there was another incriminated song? By George Fonby? Yeah. Well, I think there was a few, wasn't there? So another one that was banned was When I'm Cleaning Windows. Where he literally lists all the wonders that his eyes meet when he's cleaning windows. Ladies that undress, newlyweds that can't seem to fix their own curtains. I mean, he was a peeping Tom and a stalker because I'm paid. like how many times do you need to clean your fucking windows in those days there's a lot of soot around from the factories oh fair enough oh that's the excuse you do <laughs> it as well <laughs> but let's move on or as billy graves would say in 1958 let's shag did he mean what we mean today <laughs> Yes, because the shag, I mean, no, <laughs> because the shag apparently was a dance. I thought it was a carpet. What? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Shag pile carpet. Interesting, then. <laughs> he he didn't mean that. He meant the dance. So now... <laughs> the dance called the shag. <laughs> now I'm giving you a brief history of the shag. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It started in the south of the US. <laughs> it started in the south. <laughs> it always starts in the south. With the Carolina Shag. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day. You People can... are shagging. <laughs> <laughs> you can compete. In compete. The <laughs> in the national shag. Shagger of the year. <laughs> International Shag Dance Championship. <laughs> <laughs> on the TB Phelps website, where I found all the information about shagging, <laughs> it says that it's a quick yet specific dance That's right. method <laughs> that requires great skill for perfection. Okay, I, agree. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> But it, la it, it, it essentially, it seems like a very fast version of swing <laughs> for beach music. So let's listen to the shag, which is not only called the shag, but it's called the shag is totally cool. So for those of you that can't listen to the complete song, I thought it is really, really important to um, hear the lyrics. I think you should do the second voice, right? Oh, yeah, okay. You ready? Well, I went to the party feeling bad, thinking it would be a flop. Flop, flop. <laughs> My good loving baby had stood me up, and I didn't want to do the bop. Bop, flop. <laughs> I didn't want to do the bop. 
<laughs> I stood in a corner all alone, watching him do the drag. What a drag. <laughs> when the queen of the top strolled up to me. Queen of the top. <laughs> the queen of the top. <laughs> when the queen of the top strolled up to me and asked me if I knew how to sh Knew how to shag. <laughs> quite a bold, quite a bold question. I know, right? He's never met this girl before. And they say that the people were less promiscuous back in the day. <laughs> no, exactly. I just want to say for our non-British people that shag is to have sex. Vigorously. Right. <laughs> Vigorously. <laughs> and, um, well, I know how to walk. I know how to slop. I knew how to bogo too. <laughs> you shouldn't drink water while you're... <laughs> You're missing your Wait. cue. <laughs> I knew how to pogo too. Pogo? It just says pogo? pogo. I could shake it off and cha-cha-cha, but the shag was totally new. Shag, shag. <laughs> the shag was totally new. She said, come on, man, let's burn up the floor. You will do if you don't care. <laughs> the shag is easy to do. Shag, shag. She showed me how. And in no time at all, I was shagging too. <laughs> Me too. There's three people involved. <laughs> no, no, no. That's how I discovered it. It's a threesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I met that doll. Now I shag instead of bop. Bop, bop. I'm her king and she's my queen. And we can go to the hop. Hop, hop. <laughs> when we go to the hop. You mentioned we... doll there. Like in modern times, you can get a doll for that as well. Really? Yeah. Interesting. We shag. Uh, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's been on my Christmas wish list for a long All time. Right. <laughs> I'll make sure this year you'll be surprised. We shag instead of bop. Bop, bop. The shag is totally cool. Shag, shag. <laughs> Thank you for And then it says the shag is totally cool. The shag is totally cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's like telling himself the shag is totally cool. Right. And then there was that time when the BBC thought that a song was encouraging prostitution. And this really shows how touchy they were. For want of a better phrase. <laughs> yeah. The famous Love is Strange sang by Mickey and Sylvia. I only know the Everly Brothers did it. Well, uh, I think um, Buddy Holly did it as well. But what, what was the incriminated line? They think loving is money in the hand. And so the BBC oh, thought okay. yeah. it was prostitution, like encouraging prostitution. If anything, it's encouraging people to earn a wage. Fair enough. I agree with you. The economy at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Another song that was banned in the UK, America and Australia was definitely quite racy. And it's I Can't Control Myself by the Trogs. So I want you to read the lyrics and tell me what you think about it. I can't stand still, because you've got me going. Ba 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 ba. Who wrote this bit? Ba 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 ba. That's the incriminated part. Your slacks are low, and your hips are showing. Ba 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 ba. Is this ba ba black sheep? I thank you, girl. Hey, making words from the Beatles there. I thank you, girl, as you're standing there. Whoa, it's a crossover. Oh. I see what you did there. Your low-cut slacks and your long black hair. And I'm, that's suggestive, isn't it? Because they're talking about before a low-cut slacks were showing her hips. Now a low-cut slacks 
and your long black hair. Where was this long black hair coming from? (laughs) (laughs) I want you going. I want no one else. Doesn't make any sense. Because when I'm with you, I can't control myself. I mean, there were songs that were very literal, especially in the early days of rock and roll with a song like The 60 Minute Man by Billy Ward and his Dominoes that in 1951 sang. And I, again, want you to read this part and tell me what you think. Come up and take my hand. When I let you go, you'll cry. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, oh, I remember. I have to do yes. something else. Bye. There'll be 15 minutes of kissing. How specific? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, set a timer. it's like it's got a to-do list. <laughs> yeah. It's got a timer. And then you'll holler, Please don't stop! Don't bracket. stop! Don't stop! Close bracket. There'll be 15 minutes of teasing. It's mm. so specific. He's on a schedule list. First. <laughs> and 15 minutes of squeezing. And 15 minutes of blowing my top. How much has he got? <laughs> like, that's a lot. <laughs> to blow your top, you mean? Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. It's like a ladybird. <laughs> because apparently ladybirds go for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from uh, your BBC nature. <laughs> <laughs> and this actually leads me to the juicy stuff. Oranges. <laughs> because I have the feeling we're not getting deep enough. That's what she said. <laughs> So there is a very interesting genre. I don't know if you know it. It's called Dirty Blues. I think... I know, but I get the feeling that it's not what I think it means. <laughs> what do you think it is? I would think like Dirty Blues just means the sound of the guitar. Like. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're about to discover something even dirtier. Well, it was probably... Honestly, everything that I didn't know I needed. And I just want to say that if the BBC knew about these songs, um, they would have probably been the dream of those people in charge of the proper songs to air. It's like, or, or maybe their nightmare. You're gonna tell me. So Dirty Blues originated around the 20s in the United States. And because of it, and because of its obscene nature, it was only available on jukeboxes. It became what? Jukeboxes. 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 Yeah, jukeboxes. Yeah, he said jukeboxes. <laughs> Sorry, that's how we say it in Italian. We don't say jukeboxes. What do you say, jukebox? Jukebox. 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 You see? Just learned about ladybirds. Who knew that <laughs> the next lesson was just around the corner? <laughs> it became quite popular during the Second World War. And it was still quite famous during the 60s. And I absolutely loved the fact that both men and women were equally into this genre. Especially the women, they were so fucking into it. Were they Italian? <laughs> no. I will have to actually, you know, research that because it would be so funny if there was a dirty Italian blues. Or <laughs> a dirty Italian, like, tarantella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. <clears throat> if you are quite sensitive. In what way? Well, if you are, I don't know what you're still doing here. But in case you're still here, I must warn you. From here on, it gets very, very explicit. But also very, very fun. So before we start, though, I need to point out one thing. Because I didn't know about this. In the early decades of the 1900s, in the African-American community, especially in the South, not everywhere, but especially in the South, 
the word cock. It's funny how you said that. Cock. <laughs> well, it was slang for vagina. Okay. Very okay. confusing. Then. I know, I know, right? So having said that, the person I want to mention first is this woman. Did she have a... She did have a cock, technically. <laughs> she did have a cock, yeah. <laughs> she was called Lucille Bogan. And I must admit, she made the best songs ever. With her cock? No. Oh. Or, or maybe yes. We don't know. <clears throat> Please keep in mind these songs are from the 30s, so these are the first people to it's ever be time. recorded. And they decided to actually record songs like these. The first one is called Till the Cows Come Home and it's from 1933. Let's How listen to it. How are we spelling come? What? Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> nice. Did you like it? I am it? highly skeptical that that isn't a parody. No, I swear. Because that no. cannot be. The slang is I too... I swear. There's like too much modern day slang in that for the 30s, you know. That sounds so She was born modern. in 1897. But I guess that some slang, though, took... A while before it got, you know, yeah, quite, no, it just seems you know. so modern, doesn't it? It's so unreal. Yeah. I mean, so, it's actually a great song. Yeah, it's it is. Explicit. So now and quite comical. You know? Yeah, I know. And practical. She could sweep the floor, you know, at the same time. <laughs> what a woman! <laughs> Marriage material, Lucille. So for all those people that couldn't hear the whole version of the song. Now, I think we should actually... I'm not reading this. <laughs> I, am, I am reading it. I just want you to, you know... Observe. Observe. <laughs> Thank you. So, I got a man I love. I got a man I like. Misha. Every, every time I fuck them men... That it suggests means, it means more than that one. There's one she loves, <laughs> one she likes. I give them the doggone clap. Which is something I've, that you I have felt a bit itchy recently. You think that clap meaning STDs? In England, it means it's like. I don't know, Lucille, though, maybe she was just saying that she wants no to way. clap. There's no way. But that's the kind of pussy that they really like. Don't I told him it. I got a good. I told him I got a good cock. Very confusing for these guys. <clears throat> and it's got four damn good names. Do you want to hear the names? Rough Top, Rough Cock, Tough Cock. Cock without a bone. You can fuck my cock, suck my cock, or leave my cock alone. So if she had the cock without a bone, that means she's been doing the shag too long and she's got the flop. Oh my god. <laughs> Honey, I pee... <laughs> Honey, I piss all night. This is what I'm gonna all tell night you. All night long. <laughs> uh, sorry, I piss all night long. <laughs> you can fuck my cock or suck my cock, baby, until the cows come home. And you know both, a my man, they are tight like that. They this got a great big dick, just like a baseball bat. I mean, this is very progressive because it's gender neutral. Yeah, true. <laughs> do it for me all night long. I want you to do it for me, baby. Honey, till the cows come home. They know I'm a bitch from Baltimore. I got hairs on my cock that will sweep your floor. I got spunk from them hairs that would shed the dough. That would what? <laughs> Oh no! What does that mean? Shit the do. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. 
Yeah, um, essentially. Keep uh, going because like. Yeah, she repeats the same thing. She talks. She talks about herself. Now there's more. There's me. more. Yeah. yeah, I got a big fat belly. I got a big broad ass. I can fuck my. I can fuck <laughs> any man. <laughs> I can fuck my man. <laughs> I was about to say I can fuck my man. Jesus, what did this sound? I can fuck any man with real good class. Cause she's a classy lady. I mean, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> talking about fucking, talking about grinding baby all night long, and I can do it to you, honey, until the cows come home. If you suck my pussy, baby, I'll suck your dick. I'll do it, yeah, honey, till I make you shit. I mean, she at least she's got something to sweep it up with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she thought of it very. It's like that other guy that had the schedule. Okay. No, she she knows. She knows what That she part knows. reminds me of you. What? <laughs> but if you thought that that was a lot to take in, literally. I can't, that can't get worse than that. Two years later, Lucille gives us a song that has been described as the most explicit blues song preserved at a commercial pre-war recording session. The song was first recorded in 1924, but Bogan's lyrics are definitely the most explicit. I cannot believe... I simply. I have, have a question to do... for you. I have a question for you. What type of lady do you think Lucille would be today? I think she would be on OnlyFans, probably. No, I think she would be like a, a, a an rap, influencer, a rap artist. Oh my God, she would. That's more explicit than what you hear today. Yeah, it is. Although, definitely. Unlike rap, it's actually good to listen to. <laughs> definitely. But let's jump a little ahead in time to the fifties when rock and roll was literally in the making. The best songs they found were from Connie Allen, that after the success of Rocket 88, decides to launch her contribution with the Rocket 69. Here we go. So would you like to read Connie Allen's contribution? That's almost what it says, isn't it? Would you like to ride my Rocket 69? Rocket 69, Rocket 69. Well, would you like to ride my Rocket 69? I've heard you the first time. I've heard you the first time. <laughs> no, no, this is. I should be reading it. Little sweet <clears> man, <throat> no. like you, we could have such a wonderful time. Rocket 69. Rocket 69. <laughs> You'll have to hold tight, bubble, when I go into my speed. Rocket 69. <laughs> Rocket 69. Well, you'll have to hold tight, bubble, when I go into my speed. <laughs> Rocket 69. Rocket 69. You'll love the new world I'm going to take you in. Rocket 69. Who wrote this? Rocket 69. <laughs> we'll take off from a star and the moon is not too far. Rocket 69. Rocket 69. Well, we'll take off from a star and the moon is not too far. Rocket Rockets, 69. Rocket 69. We'll ride and glide and be so satisfied. Stand by. Stand by. The rocket is ready to fly. I mean, that's like so vague Compa compared to what we just heard. No, exactly. It's nothing. I think Lucille is, is going to be the best of this episode. Uh, actually, there is another one that is interesting. One of the most clever songs, though, it's certainly Bo Moose Jackson's My Big Ten Inch from 1952. So Sounds like, like Bo Moose Jackson's line. <laughs> 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 Honestly, though, after listening to Lucille... No, but the sad thing is, these are actually really, really good songs. I know. And they're comical. And fun. Yeah. Yet they weren't popular. I know. Which is just mad. In 1952, another song was uh, released by 
Dave Bartholomew let a girl sing my dingling, which of course sounds familiar because of Chuck Berry's version, my dingling that he released in 1972. Not many know that actually Berry had published a more family friendly, I guess, version of it called My Tambourine in 1968, I think, but still decided to go on with uh, the dingling four years later. And I know you're a sucker for harmonies, aren't you? This is not putting me in a good light. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to check this tune out because it's very good. It's called Rotten Cocksucker's Ball. And it's <laughs> <laughs> this can't be real. <laughs> and it's by the Clovers. Please keep in mind that the cock is the vagina. How do you okay. suck a vagina? I mean, the the great thing is like these. Aren't the harmonies amazing? <laughs> by the way, it's great to hear a sordid song, but with talented people doing it. I know. know. So let's let's read it a little I bit. I'm not reading that. No, you have to do the harmony with me. Well, you have to sing it. Cocksucking Sammy, get your motherfucking mammy. We're going downtown to the cocksucks bowl. Fuck, suck, and fight. Do it in the broad daylight. We don't need no gods. No. <laughs> I heard it once and I forgot. <laughs> we don't need no goddamn taxi fare. You're going to trim those hoes in a rocking chair. Take off all the rags. We're going we'll to play, play a little, little game, game called tag. Tomorrow night at the Ron Cox Suckers Ball. <sighs> <sighs> Come on, you poor ass singers. And, and you need <laughs> We're going downtown to the cock soccer ball. Fuck, suck, and fight. Till the beginning of the broad daylight. We don't need a good damn taxi fare. We're going to the trims in the rocking chair. Take off all the rags. We're going to play a little game called tag. Tomorrow night at the Ron Cox Suckers Ball. Cha 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 cha. At the Rotten. Rotten Cock. Suckers. Ron Cox Suckers Ball. Anyway. So we were saying. In the glory, in that same glorious year. What a glorious! <laughs> yeah, we also have big, long, sliding <laughs> thing. I love how you tried to be like really raunchy. <laughs> big, long, sliding thing. Isn't that what you think of when you think of me? Like a very sexy <laughs> saying these things. A very subtle, <laughs> subtle like a bow, bam. <laughs> a very subtle song by Dinah Washington. It's about a woman that is looking for her daddy to come back. <laughs> I cringe a lot when women call their lover daddy. I'm not going to lie. So you cringe every time you speak to me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> never called you daddy and never will. You just did. <laughs> oh, so um, let's say because she is talking about the fact that she's looking for her daddy. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> Dirty, Dirty daddy. Dirty daddy. <laughs> And he's a musician, just like you. Okay. <laughs> and um, so it, it's going to be like, I want to play it as if it was a conversation between okay. me and somebody else. Okay. Between me and you. No, no, because you're not there. Okay. 
So the, I'm talking to somebody else. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to this person, I'm looking for you, okay? But in this case, you're going to be a trombone playing man. You're not a guitarist anymore. I've been in every bar, been in every honky-tonk, been trying to find my daddy with that breakdown piece of junk. Ask everyone to help me, cried. Help me if you can. You'll know my daddy is that trombone playing man. I'm trying to sound a little Marilyn Monroe. Do you think I'm succeeding? Help, but carry on. <laughs> where's my daddy? Closer. <laughs> Tell me where's my daddy with that big long sliding thing. Why? Why is she <laughs> looking for a daddy like this? Sliding. <laughs> <laughs> it does that. I even asked a man that played a steel guitar. He said that you don't need him to be moved a to the bar. He brought his amplifier. He hitched it in my plug. He planked it and he plunked it, but it just wasn't good enough because I need my daddy. This girl has got issues. <laughs> need my daddy with that big, long sliding thing. Well, then a knock came at my door. I said, mm, my daddy's bad. I opened up the door and there stood Piano Jack. Piano Jack is a new character here. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> he said, I came to do some tinkling on Dirty your bro. piano keys and piano jack. But only the sharp ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, don't make me nervous. There's ain't no time to tease. Just send me my daddy. Send me my daddy with that big, long sliding thing. Well, the first time he played, I asked him how it was done. He said, <laughs> I blow through here. Then I work my fingers and my thumb. What does he mean? I blow through here to her. He's talking about the trombone. <laughs> you innocent little soul. Kind <laughs> 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 of makes sense of it. <laughs> a very like strange Maybe world. Maybe a piano man sing us a song. <laughs> He's a piano man. What is he blowing? It, I know what he's doing. He's blowing the pages apart from his music sheets. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, Piano Jack. <laughs> you old little rascal. <laughs> I blow through here. Then I work my fingers and my thumb. I slide it up. And then I slide it back again. And I get a lot of wind. Well, you should stop eating those radishes, really. <laughs> and then I slide it back again. That is my daddy. With that big long sliding thing. Oh yeah. I'm very confused though. Wasn't that Piano Jack? She didn't recognize him? I don't know. Because it, she was with Piano Jack, right? And then the first time we played, I asked him how it was done. He said, I blow through here, blah, no, blah, no, blah. No, so she's... it's just another sentence. Yeah, because she's... So she didn't forget no, what she's her daddy was. Disappointed with like. Piano Jack. She said, just send me my daddy. Send uh, me my daddy with that big long sliding, sliding thing. thing, and then it's a new sentence. All right, okay. Talking sorry, about, sorry, talking about, which is what we can gather as child molestation. <laughs> yeah, as you said, probably she had some daddy issues. I think that's <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I would love to review songs with you all. I thought he was gonna say I would love to have daddy issues. <laughs> No. I would love to have a daddy with a big long sliding <laughs> thing. <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I would love to be here and stay here reviewing songs with you all day. 
But unfortunately we can't, so I'll just read a couple of interesting titles and I want your opinion on them, okay? But let's start with food metaphors, which apparently are an absolute favorite, especially uh, Bo Carter's absolute favorite. So there's a song called Please Warm My Wiener. He was just hungry. <laughs> are you innocent? You're so innocent. <laughs> what about banana in your fruit basket? That's just one of your five a day. <laughs> What are the other four? The wiener? <laughs> <laughs> the apple. <laughs> the big slog, long slime. <laughs> yeah. Let me roll your lemon. If you roll it, it's easier to... Get the, get... <laughs> yeah, go on. It's like, easier. You're doing really well. <laughs> when, you, when you roll a lemon on a hard surface and then you cut it open, it's easier to get the seeds out. When you... Oh. Yeah, this, this guy is just a cook. Yeah. And this was all in the 1930s. From the 19th, from 1931, we also have Need a Little Sugar in My Bowl by Bessie Smith. Sounds completely innocent. Yeah, definitely. Well, that actually can be read in two different ways. I mean, it can be read either in a sexual way, but also in a, like, you know, <laughs> kind of like drugs yeah. kind of thing. Anybody want to buy my cabbage? <laughs> This could mean so many things. <laughs> Does cabbage have a weird, um, you know, kind of imagery for you? Yes, but we won't say why. Oh, we can. <laughs> no, we really can. <laughs> and I'll explain later. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Sue X-rated even from this podcast. <laughs> I want you to tell me this. My stove is in good condition. <laughs> What did Little Johnson mean in 1936 by saying my stove is in good condition? I think the gas man was coming round and he just wanted to let him know that the stove wasn't leaking gas. Wasn't leaking anything. <laughs> <laughs> then the next one, still by Little Johnson, is meatballs. Just, there's just no, meatballs. There's no explanation here. But I, I guess think it's, it's very, very, very clear. <laughs> then Blind Boy Fuller said, I want some of your pie in 1939. These people are just hungry. Yeah. I like my baby's pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon squeezing daddy. <laughs> and then um, I'll read you some more uh, not food related uh, songs titles. So we've got Tomcat and Pussy Blues. <laughs> <laughs> Get um from the Peanut Man. Brackets hot nuts. <laughs> I mean, you get those if you've been with the Press wrong people. Press my button, ring my bell. <laughs> Press my buttocks. Just the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't you feel my leg? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a ten-inch record of? <laughs> Confident uh, guy. Yeah. Let me play with your poodle. <laughs> <laughs> Salty Papa Blues. I want a bow-legged woman. <laughs> <laughs> so a horse riding lady. <laughs> <laughs> this one day is called yeah. Mountain Oysters, actually. I forgot to add into that uh, food <clears throat> references. Butcher, but Butcher Pete. Uh, my man stands out. Um, sitting on it all the time. <laughs> I'm a high-balling da daddy. 
Baby, let me bang your box. <laughs> <laughs> That's very modern times. <laughs> I love it. Last but not least, since we've talked a lot about the United States, I want you to feel at home. And let's close our episode with a song written by a British man. God. A lord, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Roy. I thought he was going to say Harry Potter. Then. Yeah, Harry Roy. He's magical. <laughs> <laughs> That in 1931, with the his, with his Bat Club Boys, I mean, already wrote, that that name is suggestive. That's, that, that's promising, yeah. He wrote the lovely song "My Girl's Pussy." <laughs> so let's let's listen to it. But quite interesting. Um, it's always dry and warm. He's obviously that. Harry, are you sure that that's a good sign? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that that's what you want from your girl's pussy? I don't think it is. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you think of all these songs? Great piano. <laughs> no, but all, of all of them, you know, I think they are a very good compilation of songs. I'm sad that I didn't know them. And now you do. Now you all do. Here, there, great. and everywhere, listening to this uh, podcast that is always full of surprises, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to call them surprises, call them surprises. I'm just surprised at the era. I can't believe that it. I know. I guess from it's like that time. it know. makes the sixties look like a midnight mass in a church. No, exactly. Like the sixties was so like <laughs> you know vanilla. <laughs> I mean, I bet that there are some risque songs even from that era, even from today, I guess. But it wouldn't be as well. They weren't know, interesting. As now it wouldn't be good music no exactly then it was actually good music i just want to say to everybody out there if you know about other songs that we didn't mention or songs from for example the 60s uh, that we uh, don't know about please let us know we just want to know are you as depraved as we are (laughs) yeah exactly that would be a very good you know sign that the people that is listening to this podcast is real people that's it's not it's like a filter is that how you're gonna lose a lot of followers yeah who knows who knows the two people that listen to me might actually you know be one and usually it's you (laughs) (laughs) so what did you think did you enjoy doing that this is your first ever podcast experience i mean i'm quite i mean talk about jumping at the deep end (laughs) <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, it's um, it's quite interesting, especially since it's like your very first podcast experience has been quite um, explicit, deep, <laughs> big sliding trombones. <laughs> no, somebody's girl's pussy that's dry. <laughs> At least it was warm. <laughs> Imagine dry and cold. <laughs> you don't want that. I mean, it's been it's been a journey. Needless to say, it's been a journey and I feel that uh, I'd like to have you here more often, (laughs) if you dare. (laughs) If you are brave enough to do it, I think think it's interesting. In fact, if anybody wants to let us know if there is anything that you would like us to do together. (laughs) I mean, this could go very wrong. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) We won't do it unless the money is correct. (laughs) 
unless you really want us to. <laughs> so uh, I, I really enjoyed having a, a guest, Will. <laughs> <laughs> having a shag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have uh, a shag tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the dance, obviously. We're gonna, oh, yeah, okay. we're gonna, um, you know, enter the North Carolina, like the championships, obviously. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed having a guest. You know, <laughs> it was it was very nice. It, uh, I was I'm always recording by myself, and uh, this this time it was very nice to, you know, have someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> This was actually... To unload your depravity. No, exactly, because I thought, oh my god, people are going to think I'm depraved if they do it by myself. And at they least would be now, correct. At least now, they still think that I'm depraved, but at least, you know... They know not, why. And not, and not the only culprit. Yeah, no, exactly. They know why. And it's because you made me this way. No, I'm joking. I was already this way. I'm so glad that I found you, though, to do these things together. <laughs> these racy Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much for taking part in uh, this amazing adventure. Oh, that's to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Come along whenever you want. I mean, we live in the same place, so. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you very much for being with us. It's been quite a ride. And uh, don't forget to check out my social media. As we were saying, do you remember where I am? On Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. Where, are, where are my usernames? <laughs> my <laughs> handles. The Cat's Whisper Podcast. On Instagram and? On TikTok. Just <laughs> Cat's Whisker Podcast. The Cat's Whisker. No, uh, just the Cat's Whisker. Just the Cat's Whisker without the just. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, uh, uh, yeah, follow me there. Also, we're going to be uh, sharing some of the videos of the behind the scenes of this racing <laughs> episode. Not the behind the scenes, you think. Oh. Um, but, yeah, we're going to share about the time when we're listening. we were listening to these songs and Liam was listening to them for the first time whilst you were listening to them on uh, Spotify. So don't miss out on the opportunity of seeing us commenting the songs um, firsthand. So thank you very much for listening again and I'll see you next week. Ciao. Ciao, Ben. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Ciao, <laughs>